Second advocate Stephanie Fick now joining us on the line. Advocate Fick, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So Artas welcomed this decision, but do you understand the rationale behind it? You know, all I can say, firstly, I think the outcome, we should celebrate the outcome, the fact that there's no more state of disaster that, and, and that we realize that we have enough litigation, we have, an, uh, we have a plan to fix the electricity crisis that we now need to have the will to implement it and make sure that, you know, that we, that we curb load shedding but also give electricity to the, all the people in, in, in South Africa. I don't necessarily agree with them. I'm happy that they reviewed their decision. But part of making a decision of a state of disaster is that you have to consider that there's no other legislation. Now, we heard, of course, there's legislation for them to deal with this energy crisis. Um, you know, we were waiting for the answering affidavit. And part of what we have said right from the start is that you made your decision not based on, on facts. It was irrational. And if you look at the record, you will notice that literally, like two days before they made the, this announcement, everybody agreed that there's enough legislation that you can deal with this energy crisis, and then all of a sudden there's a, there's a state of disaster. But, you know, so whether we agreed with them or not, I think if we did not put a little bit of pressure on government to actually revisit their decision, yeah. then I don't know whether we will, you know, whether we would have been here. So the outcome is good. Because it's also about the timing and also taking into consideration some of the steps that have been taken that have got us to where we are currently. And as it stands, we don't know under oath at least, why this decision was taken um, and they haven't responded to um, some of the questions that you've raised in uh, your court documents. Yeah, of course. And they, they, they also said that part of, of you know, um, this whole agreement, the fact that there's now, that actually, literally, there are no more state of disaster, it was announced in the government because it says it's, it's, it's official. Um, I think what they've realized is that when they made this decision, they, um, I don't know if this was a political decision or whatever the case may be, but it was not based on why a state, national state of disaster is meant for. But what is extremely important is that let's learn from, from the past, let's go forward, but let's fix this crisis now. Let's make sure that we bring an end to load shedding yeah. and give electricity to everybody. Will Alta try to seek whether or not um, any decisions have been taken under this national state of disaster? Well, they had to publish any, any regulations. And that's another point that I think one needs to consider is that, you know, this national state of disaster was supposed to solve all our electricity problems and, and so forth. I mean, I think to date there was maybe about three regulations. The first regulation was published so long after the national state of disaster mm. was um, announced. And it basically said, you know, a, a few, a, a, nothing new. You know, it's basically regurgitating what is in the act itself. The only two that I know about is in, in, in actual fact something that we could have done without the national state of disaster, making sure that administrative processes, that means procurement, you know, the environmental laws, all of that are done quickly. Now, isn't government able to, 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 to you know, deal with their own pro processes more efficiently? Do they need a national state of disaster to accomplish that? No, of course not. So, um, although, you know, the regulations, um, 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 I don't think that they're significant regulations, but obviously one has to always keep your eye open for possible corruption, for uh, possible corrupt deals that were done in a time 
um, you know, where we thought you know, government is trying to resolve the problem. And of course, there was also the other one earlier on today in Parliament, uh, the announcement from the Minister of Finance uh, withdrawing yes. that government gazette on the exemption of um, of the exemption given to ESCOM on reporting on irregular and fruitless and wasteful expenditure. I see that the, uh, the Auditor General of South Africa has also said that they welcome this withdrawal. But yes. the point that they raise here is that the AG welcomes the announcement and believes it allows for sufficient consultation. National Treasury, Deloitte as ESCOM's appointment auditors and the Auditor General of South Africa to address technical issues that may have arisen. Yes, I think that was part of the outcry. If, if there are technical issues that will, you know, that will lead to irregular and wasteful expenditure, if you report this in your finances, then you'll get an, uh, a, a qualified audit and that will mean you'll not get finances. Um, I mean, fix the technical problem. No one wants irregular, wasteful, and, and, and fruitless expenditure on your books. Why is that there in the first place? And if you don't record it, how would you know that you have a problem? And it's about transparency. We need to see how much money is lost. Now, whether it's corruption or not, it's about irregular is yep. spending that was done outside of the, 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 the rules that is applicable. And fruitless and wasteless expenditure is expenditure, expenditure that was sort of wasted negligently. That if you reasonably look at it you could have um, made sure that it, it that the the the, the ex, you know the expense yep. wasn't made now these are the type of we don't want that we we want to save as much money as we can so that the money is used for the correct purpose thank you so much for your time advocate stephanie fick executive director of accountability division at alta also wondering considering that um transnet has also received a similar exemption